what it do on this Tuesday. What up? Hello, hello. Welcome, y'all. Welcome. Come on in and join us. We running a little late today. Tish and I had a meeting. We apologize for our tardiness. Raybud wasn't on either. We don't know what his problem no. is. Hold on, y'all. I got to share it. So let me go to my page real quick. Let me go to my Facebook. Yeah. We apologize for being in our vehicles and not stationary. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. As they should. <laughs> of course. As they should. <laughs> Whatever. Because <laughs> had this been me... <laughs> Oh, you do it all the oh, time. Oh, it's you, been you, you a few times. Talk. Don't do that. You play top golf. Ask for the choir to tap in. Don't do that. It's been you a few times. You, I'm going to get back on, and we don't see you no more. Until next week. Choir to tap in. For real, for real. Until next week. <laughs> Just saying. I had this right. choir. It was my it was my second I think cousin I did removes birthday. Oh, and really? we going Tish. out. <laughs> Tish. We just came what? from a hold on. My thing is swirling. We just came from a church meeting. How you gonna lie about going to the church meeting? You don't want people to know you a follower of Christ? When it happened. No, no, no. Listen, no, no, that's not what I was saying. I was mocking Uncle Ray. Oh, that is him. Um, well, you know, little Junebug who died the fifteenth. His cousin, <laughs> baby mama's sister, Nene. It was her birthday, so we all wanted to go and celebrate because you know Junebug ain't here no more. <laughs> he not here no more, so you know that's what we gotta we gotta go celebrate. Y'all don't like oh. keep y'all keep that in mind. He ain't too fond like of the pretty that. either. I don't like that. Oh, man. But oh, yes. God. How was y'all? We Oh, thank you all for tuning in. This is the British Chronicles. I am your one of your hosts, Britt. She is Tish. And he is Uncle Ray. And this is the British Bud or British Ray Chronicles today. Thank y'all so much for joining us. Tune in today. We got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to do. First things first. How was y'all weekends? I had a baby shower. Oh, how yes, that's right. The one we wasn't invited to. Yes, but was yeah, told about the one <laughs> y'all knew about. Nobody show up. Uh, but yeah, uh, it was good. You know we can't uh, do we can't do baby showers. Uh, you know me and I don't do baby showers. Don't you do that? Uh, don't. Uh, don't. Yeah. Uh, You're not gonna throw that shade. Uh, we showed up for the barbecue that, that was on the patio. Don't do us. Uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, it was a great time. Uh, That's good. Yes. Uh, great people. You know, we were missing a few people. Uh, you know, we won't say any names. Uh, good. But <laughs> great, great time. Uh, it was a great event. We enjoyed ourselves. Actually, uh, pretty dope. Actually, my last baby shower with my first son was kind of ratchet, so this one uh, it's a little better. So it's good. Moving oh, on, on up, moving on up. Mm -hmm. I see your finger go there, but you wait, Tish. Get that note right next time. 
to the to class side. Moving to on up. Okay. Tisha, how was your what, weekend? What? My weekend actually was good. I um. <laughs> she it, it, for those of you who are Facebook friends, she recorded it, but she sang through the whole thing. But tune in, you go look at it. No, that wasn't this past weekend. Sorry, that was the weekend before. Oh, okay, my bad. You already shaded me for that last weekend. Oh, my bad. But Sorry. that was Parade of Hope, which was September 11th. But this past weekend, I spent it with actually both sides of my family um my uncle cousin he actually is my cousin but he was old enough for okay, me to talk right to my uncle my whole did, life did you say your yeah. uncle cousin? you know that yeah so twice he passed away yeah i'm sure okay. he passed away in um june and his birthday would have been uh, Saturday on the 18th. So my cousin, his wife, wanted to kind of have like a a celebration of his life. So we had a fish fry, chicken, and all that stuff. Um, That's wonderful. And then on my other side of my family, my dad's side, my little cousin went to homecoming. So okay. I got to go over and help her get dressed and all that Aww. stuff. So, yeah. So it was a good weekend. And then on Sunday, I mean, now I, I haven't really shared my husband's story on here because, you know, I don't know. Maybe one day he'll allow me to or he'll share it or something. But yeah. he preached for... Well, I ain't gonna say the first time, but he preached on Sunday in my pastor's place, and that's like a humongous deal because of all of the stuff that he's been going through. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was a it was a good weekend. Oh, yeah, I didn't know Tish was a pastor's wife. I mean, a minister's wife, did y'all? No, no, no. She's a minister's wife. Jesus, please. What about you, Brittany? We're just chucking tish. I, um, well, y'all know last week we were on a public house. My part-time job was on, um, what's that place called? Oh, we were on, um, where's, dang, I can't even remember his name no more. It was on Fox 59. Trevor or something? And his name Trevor? Sherman. Yeah, Sherman. No, Tevin was today. We were on where's Sherman. So the business has boosted a whole lot. And with that happening, um, I had to work public house on Saturday. So I would work from 12 to 9, I mean, to 6, so 12 to 8. I haven't been on my feet in so long for so many hours straight. So I was beat. But that's pretty much all I did. And I studied last weekend. I got a big weekend ahead of me this weekend. So I kind of was, like, chilling out. So that's what I did. I'm glad I had a good week. Y'all tell me That's what was. Um, right. So tell me what y'all got going. Um, what today's topic is, Tish? Ray Bud, maybe you'll tell us. Ray Bud, what's well, today's topic? Today. So today what, Tish? Okay. Today we are going to talk about 
a little bit about Black Lives Matter and police brutality. I know that was a topic that was real hot here over the last year, for real, for real, since George Floyd passed and all that stuff. We had all those riots and that. We had a well, couple of killings this. in the city ourselves, too. Yeah, so um, we just don't chat about that. Black Lives Matter, like police subject. brutality, that kind of thing today. Yeah, I like this subject. To get on and get up there. So, what's your thoughts? Where you at? What? How you feel? Being a black man in America, mm-hmm. and all this is happening to your your uh, your uh, some with your peers. Well, uh, I've had my own personal. Uh, dealings with them. Um, I also just watched a video earlier before I spoke to y'all. There was a brother who was jogging and uh, he was out jogging in San Antonio and uh, the police were looking for a guy who committed a crime. Basically, it was a domestic abuse type of situation and they were looking for a woman's husband. Now, her husband was a light-skinned dude with no beard, okay? No beard. That was her description. They found a dark-skinned dude, African-built, stocky-built, with a full beard, and they stopped him. And you know they told the man, they said he matches the man's description because of his nostrils. They, uh... What? Yeah, they said due to his nostrils, him and the man look alike so because of that they detained him the man said basically you know this don't i don't know what you're talking about i don't want to give you my name so they said okay basically since you don't want to cooperate now we're detaining you and we're charging you so they wrestled him into the car and because he fought getting in the car they then charged him with two felonies of basically hitting a police officer and they brought the woman down there. The woman looked at the man and said, that's not my ex-husband. They brought the cop that's first seen the ex-husband, looked at the guy, he said, no, that's not him. But they continued to say, okay, well, what's the phone number? We'll call the number of the ex-husband. We think this guy in the back seat will answer. He didn't answer. So the cop said, oh, maybe he's got two phones. They are refusing to believe that they got the wrong guy. The guy ends up getting locked up for two days. He had to pay $20,000 to get out. After he did that, they dropped the charges. The cops then believed that they had the wrong person. That is what we deal with here (laughs) in this country. That is normal. They are allowed to treat us that way. It's sad, but it's the truth. Um, Stories like George Floyd and all these, you know, the the, the, it's, it's, it's sad but it gives ways to Karens it gives ways to I forgot what they call the, the male version of that um, it gives ways to all of that it makes all of that normal because the police are setting the tone for people to be able to treat us like that it's, it's very dangerous out here for us um, I mean I hate to even say we're targeted but I mean we are targeted um, even black women, um, Sandra Blaine, I think that was her name. I believe that was her name. Um, 
Sandra Bland, yeah. yeah. Had a run-in yeah. with the police as well. So I can't just say that it's, it is men. They're targeting us as a whole. Um, I think what made a lot of us upset is the fact that the country passed a law protecting the Asians. And that was a good thing that they did. But the sad part about that was we have been in this country now for hundreds of years and we've been brutalized and just mistreated. And we have yet to see that same protection. There's a story now going around with, uh, I don't know if you guys seen it with the border patrol police and they are whipping and um, like, I don't know, remember back in the old days where they used to like be on horses and they'll catch somebody and they're like throwing a noose around their neck to catch them type of thing. Well, that's what they're doing with the Haitians. I think there's Haitians and they're Haitians on the border. The police are actually whipping them. I just seen that today. Um, and that's being investigated. This is all going on right here in the very country that we pay taxes to live in. It's uh it's quite sad to me, honestly. Especially if you're raising a black child. Um it's very sad and sad to even be able to drop your kid off at a park or take your kid anywhere because this could happen at any time to anyone of color. So it's very sad. I totally agree that I think that's my fear for my son by him uh, being black, a black young man is oh, son, please. And then um, the fact that the color of his skin can determine whether he comes home to me every night or not. And um, whether he can be as respectful as possible, there's still a chance that he may not come home. He can be doing all the things right studying yeah. at starbucks and he yep. not come home yeah he can be you know what i mean and so that that alone terrifies me and it's even more frustrating that i don't know what i can really do to prevent it the only uh, thing you can do to prevent that or help because you can't prevent it this is out of our control what is not out of our control is just i hate to say it there are a lot more ignorant people of our skin color then there are people who are knowledgeable about what they can and can't do so you end up in situations where you can't prevent it you can only teach your child ways to maybe help not make it so bad um you could try to teach them uh just their rights just as far as being a, a a citizen, their rights as far as being in a car with you, um, certain things they don't have to do. Um, sure, they tell you that you should cooperate, but you know, sometimes even cooperation will still get you uh, still get you in trouble. It's just very dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's sad. My son is only 11. I don't know how. Um, I mean, I don't know who's watching. I don't know how old their children are, but um, my son is 11. Pretty soon he'll be a teenager. And his height 
he's almost my height at the age of 11. So he's only going to get taller. So your skin color is already a weapon. And the more that um, you grow, the more your child grows, it becomes an, uh, even more of a threat to them. So, um, again, it becomes uh, it's very dangerous. And there's, again, there's not too many ways to prevent it. It's not, um, like I told you guys before, the police kind of came from Slave Patrol. Um, started years ago. Um, they were basically made to protect and serve the uh, slave masters. So um, the things that they're doing now is uh, it's not surprising. The only surprising factor is that a bunch of laws are being made to protect other races of people, but not the ones who have helped build the country. They are the ones who are being mistreated the most. And um, it's very uh, it's, it's disheartening. <laughs> to say the least. It's very disheartening. Sad, even you guys just being out right now, you guys were just downtown. Um, you know, you just you just never know because a lot of them are not wearing body cams. So, you know, your word against theirs is uh it's not a safe place to be in when you're black. And that's male or female. Not a yeah, safe place. And that's why I am um I I'm I've never had a run in with the law ever. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. a I'm a that scary kid that honestly just the police outside of the people that I know that are policemen or police, you know, I really am I get a little anxious when I'm somewhere and there's a lot of them around. Yeah. Um especially if we go to an event or something that is um, black, uh, African American affiliated, yeah, and you got a lot of them, you know, just kind of sitting down there, you know, supposed to be there to, you know, keep peace or whatever, but kind of feels like they're waiting for something to, you know, pop off. Yeah, I just, I don't know, I just get real, real anxious because I don't feel like a lot of them. I think they act before they even realize what the heck is going on. Yeah. And sadly, I hate to say it. I feel like a lot of us give them ammo to do that. A lot of our behaviors. Um, and sadly, it's not all of us, but there is a large group of us that represent the whole group where they go out and do some of the dumbest stuff. Like, they are the ones who go downtown to these events and act crazy. Like, um, I believe this is classic weekend coming up. And uh, yet again, I'm pretty sure the police will be in full force. Um, just waiting for something to transpire. Um, the parade is supposed to be Saturday, but when I looked, it said to be determined. Um, it's just uh right because the rain used to be the the parade used to be rain, sleet, or snow. We was out there. Come on, man. I, I remember that. People was out there, umbrellas, no matter In where the cold, people. layered. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. That was that was our thing. Like for this city, that parade 
is a good thing, but um, the 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 norm is because the police are always in that parade. That makes black people look at the police a little differently on that day because the police are riding their bikes, you know, they're doing those stunts, you know how they do. And, they lead you know, it. Yeah, the kids love to see Motorcycle swim. drill team. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're waving and throwing candy to black kids. You know, it makes it makes kids look at the police officers a little different. But then just as quick as they do that, they can switch. And me having run-ins with them, it still makes me feel like it's a great thing that the police are doing that. Because not all of them are bad. Uh-huh. Just like not all of us are bad. But mm-hmm. we have a bad representation on the news, social media. We have a really bad representation because it's it's always us, sadly. Caucasians had a problem. Every race has their issues, but the media only shows us mm-hmm. <clears throat> as the threat. So when the media does that, it makes the police feel that, excuse me, if I see a Caucasian person doing something, I'm, prime example, there's a comedian, I forgot his name. He's a well-known comedian. Um, he was walking in Philadelphia in the park, smoking a cigar. He did not know the park was smoke-free. The police stopped him and asked him for his ID. And they were getting ready to charge him with the crime for smoking the cigar in the park. He continued to record and he saw the Caucasian man walk by smoking a cigar as well. The police looked at him and they continued to do their job. They did not stop the Caucasian guy. And uh, that is a norm here. Now, I'm sure these cops didn't know who this guy was, probably didn't know he was a celebrity, uh, probably had no idea who this guy was, but all of us are not celebrities. Mm, right. All of us don't have that power all of us don't have that so there's a small group or a large group of us that can be caught in that position and some of us um you don't know what you'll do until you put in that position and it's very it's very scary it's not even just children it's, i mean just like i said you got like, from downtown to where you live at on the other side of town like police have certain quotas they have to reach Uh and with them having certain quotas they have to reach they will stop any car and lock anybody up Uh and they have a target audience that they look for for Uh because i agree the jails have to be filled up and they don't want the jails filled up with other races that's not the plan um the plan is what is the what is that though like i so i'm not a person that actually speaks out a lot you won't see me at an activist rally you won't see me doing any of that but i will engage in conversations like this yeah for my own education and also for me to you know say whatever it is that i want but why do you feel like it's black people that are the target it's easy you have to think 
a lot of black people, <clears throat> for one, because of slavery and past things like that, a lot of us are not um, mentally stable enough, controlled enough to deal with the police. Um, like if you see a Caucasian person deal with the police, they're calm. They know how to deal with them. And the police will rattle their cage and they see they, they can't upset them. With us, we get upset. With us, we do a lot of things, crimes, because of we're put in bad positions. Like you have felons um, where you have a felon can get out of jail, do everything he's supposed to do, pay all his debt to society. But once he's done with that, he now has to wait seven years to get a job because most jobs would not hire him within seven years due to his felony. It's very hard to find a job with a felony, especially when you have a violent felony or any type of thing like that. So right. if you are seven years trying to get a job and Caucasian people who are running these jobs know um, you're a felon, we can't hire you. So if you're black, that leads you to do something. As a man, you cannot just be out here and not take care of your children or yourself. Correct. So that leads you to do something illegal, which is called recidivism. And that is what police and that's what the system banks on. The fact that most black men will recommit a crime. That's why they committed, that's why they started this thing called habitual. It's called the bitch, habitual. Well, Basically, somebody can do the same thing so much to where it makes their crime a little more harsh as far as punishment. So they know if we target black people, they're more, it's more, it's a better chance for them to end up in jail. That way we can keep having them here. And we'd rather put them on house arrest because we know they're violated and we can bring them back here. They get paid three times a day for every inmate that is in jail. They get paid every time they feed you. It's called a count. They do the count. That is how they make their money. So the jails have to be full. They have to. When I was in jail, the last time I went, they had people sleeping in boats. It was so many people. They had people sleeping in boats. I don't know if you can imagine a small room, a big, large room, matter of fact, all the beds are filled. Bunk beds are all filled. All the rooms are filled. And there's just floor. So they take boats, plastic boats, and lay them in between beds. Rows of beds. So it's rows of boats in between beds. Every piece of floor that you can see, there's a boat. And there's somebody laying in a boat. Are you saying B-O-A-T-S? Boat, yes. Like rowboat, like a boat. Yes. They're called boats. Oh. So plastic piece of little little thing you just sleep on and there's no cushion there's no nothing there's no mattress on this boat you just sleep in the boat and uh you may sleep next to a person who was homeless so that means they have no shoes on they stink you don't know what diseases they may have but they don't care they will even go as far to when i was locked up they had a guy who was clearly mentally disabled and they had him locked up with us instead of locking him up in a whole different part of the jail. And that was to get him to do something stupid while he was in there so he can catch another charge and they can keep him a little longer. And being that he's in there, they had to give him medication as well, too, so that we get paid for that as well. The prison system. I understand that, too. 
Yeah, it's it's like Daymar. It's like places like that. It's like as long as we have these kids here, we can always get money from them. And they target certain kids. Like um, the school system has tied in with uh, with uh, Daymar. Uh, DOC has tied in with Daymar. Um, and it's black children. Because they know black children are most likely the ones who will end up in Daymar. Uh, mentally not all the way there. They're going to go out and commit a crime. Because Daymar, if you don't have the money to continue paying for their help, I've seen them drop kids off downtown underneath the bridge. When you turn 18, you are now an adult. If you don't have the funding to continue to stay with them, they will drop you off. 18 starts the adult program. If you don't have the money to continue there, they will drop you off. I remember seeing a child who was out west by the Target, uh, out west. Uh, I want to say it's by Eagle Creek. And then I ended up all the way out east, and I seen the same kid on the bike. He was at Daymar at one point in time. He's homeless. So if you got to think of your homeless, what are you going to do to eat? You're going to commit a crime. And you're going to end up in jail. So we are cattle to them. They can't make too much money off Caucasian people because a lot of them have money. A lot of them have uncles who are senators and you you just with Caucasian people, you just never know who they know. So they would much rather stay away from them. But us, it's not too many of us in power who give a flying F about us to help us anyway. So they target us. Because all the ones with money, they're not concerned about us. But on the flip side with Caucasians, they can have an old friend named John who's a friend of the family and let Jenny get locked up. Jenny's going to call her dad. Her dad's calling that man. And he's going to get her out. He's going to go right down there and take care of everything. We don't have any more Uncle Phil's like that episode of Fresh Prince where uh, I don't know if you guys remember where Will Smith and uh, Carlton got locked up and racially profiled by the police. And Uncle Phil came down there and shut everything down. Yeah. And and then uh, the, the white guy came down there and they thought, you know, the white guy was coming down there to make everything better for them. But he was on Uncle Phil's side. It's not a lot of that anymore. All we have is ourselves. I understand that. I, I mean, I agree to that. With yeah. I also believe we also can't always just blame them. We have to take, we as a community must take responsibility for the things that we, the choices that we make and the things that we do. And so, and I'm only saying this because, of course, we know that my son's father is in the system. Yeah. And he has made some bad choices. That he yep. has had to, uh, he has made some bad choices that has landed him there. Yeah. Not necessarily for the crime in which he's in there for, but other crimes he may have committed that didn't get that he didn't get caught with. Yeah. And so. I believe in that too. Huh? I believe in that too. Go ahead. Yeah. And so, he said to me, and this is his words exactly. Had I come to this prison first, because 
he went to like Plainfield. I know, you know, usually they try to give you a little slap on the wrist. And he went to Plainfield. He said, it's just like being out. You don't got to wear their uniforms that your family could bring you, your clothes, everything you can get out on the street, you can get in there. Hold on one second. Go to your room. Get your clothes off and get in bed. Sorry. And so he had said, Alexa, turn the light on. Okay. And so he said to me, he said, had I come to this prison first, I would have never come back. And so that's telling me right there that, because he wasn't bothered by going back. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's not always the police that do it. It's also us as a, we have to be accountable for some of, some of the things that we do. So, all right. I fully agree. But even still then, um, sure. A lot of people make the decision to, uh, sell drugs. I get that. Um, there's a lot of money in that. I, I definitely <laughs> dabbled in that for a long time. There's a lot of, there's a lot of money in that, but in the same sense, there's a few people, not a lot, but there's a few who have done that and they did not really have a choice unless it was something to where they were going to harm somebody. Again, it comes to a point where a lot of people I know who were selling drugs had a really extensive record. Um, and you got to think, again, it's all based on choices. But if I'm a Caucasian guy and they catch me selling drugs, I'm not going to get the same sentence as a black guy who's doing the same thing. That has been proven. It's been proven. Uh -huh. They commit a crime. We could commit the same crime. Our punishment will be harsher. That has been proven. Um, not to say that selling drugs is the right thing to do, but I also believe that the way this country is set up, and I know most people hate <laughs> to hear this, but the way this country is set up, there is, once you get your name in the system there isn't a lot of options for you after that and once you start having children no man can take care of a family making 13 14 dollars an hour it's not going to happen mm -hmm. nah, it's not going to happen especially now because you think you're making 13 dollars an hour you're honestly probably making 11 after taxes. Right. Don't be on child support. Now you're probably making $9 an hour. So you can't support yourself nor family with that compared to if you did sell these drugs, it's a risk you got to take, but it's the only risk sometimes you're left with sometimes. And again, that's done on purpose. Um, <laughs> it's sad, but if you go up to Carmel, there's a lot of drug dealers there, and they're not black. If you go up to Geist, there's a lot of drug dealers there, and they're not black. But how often do you hear about drug bust in Carmel and Geist, Noblesville? You don't hear about drug bust up there. 
-hmm. You hear about any inner city drug bus. Yeah. That's what you hear about. All the hoods are getting ransacked. Every hood in Indianapolis you can think of, they're ransacking them. But they're not they're not attacking anywhere else. They busted one meth group, and that was in Greenwood, and that was years ago. They have not touched them since. <laughs> but they are making a way to completely drag us in the mud every chance they get. It's almost like, Tish, right now, you can say you heard them for money. They can leave a million dollars at your doorstep. You go out there and take the million dollars. Most people wouldn't say you wrong. They go lock you up. Now you didn't go. You didn't put the money there. You didn't do nothing to get the money there. They put the money there for you to use it. Right. And as soon as you use it, they lock you up for using it. It's the same thing they did with the drugs. We don't have no way to go get no drugs and bring them here. We don't have enough money to do that. We have no way to get no drugs here. But this country uses the most coke out of any country pretty much in the world because it's getting brought here and in order for so much of it to get brought here someone above us has to be okay in it a man from the dea he was black like i said he told somebody he said i don't want we don't want all the drugs to go away we need black people we need them to keep selling drugs because if they stop selling drugs how would i have a job mm. if all the drugs disappear and they stop selling drugs i won't have a job my pension is gone a lot of guys won't be able to feed their family we're the dea with no drugs what do we have mm. same with the police they don't want crime to stop if crime stops, what would the police do? I will feel sorry for people driving because every driver that drives 41 is going to get a ticket. Pulled over, yeah. <laughs> They're going to get a ticket. Let the speed limit be 40 and you 41. They popping you because they don't have nothing else to do. That would definitely be me. Yeah, they don't have nothing else to do. So they need crime. They need it to happen. So I don't want us to ever believe that the police want drug dealing to stop and they want crime to stop. They do not. Well, they you always hear the whole, you know, stop the violence and we want, you know, the violence in Indianapolis to cease and, you know, they want it to stop because it's spilling over into their neighborhoods. That's why they want it to stop. The drugs were okay when they were in the hood. But when the drugs started to spill over into these Caucasian neighborhoods, and these Caucasian kids started to get into it, now they needed to stop because it's, it's becoming to be too much. Because sure, we can sell it, but who has the actual money to buy lots of it? Not us. Mm -hmm. You can sell somebody here a bag of weed or something for $10, but you go up there to the white boy, they buying it for $25. 25 sure man <laughs> so it's like they you're gonna go right up there to them that's where all the drug users are colleges you go right to college white people 
That's why it's a problem. That's why they wanted to stop. They don't want it to stop, period. They just want us to stop bothering them with that. Yeah. Heal yourselves with that. We put liquor stores on every corner in your hood so y'all can go drink. Go get drunk and kill yourself. That's what we want y'all to do. Get drunk and kill yourself. They put Chinese stores everywhere. Go get your hair done, man. It's going to look cute, but go get drunk too. Kill yourself. Just don't come up here with that. That's all we ask. Oh That's what they do. Yeah. If we really paid attention, man, that is exactly what's transpiring. Exactly it's, it's, it's sad. Not, I try to stay out the way and I I really worry, you know, for my brother who is 31. You know, I mean, he likes to be out on the scene a lot and stuff like that. And he don't bother nobody. Yeah. But a nice, you know, a young guy driving a nice car with tinted windows late at night. Yeah. Not He's really good, you know. Yeah. Prime, prime, prime suspect. For and not a drug, never sold drugs in his life. He he has a good job. He works. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, he's entitled to have a good, you know, a decent car or whatever. So I just, I don't know. I, I have, you know, because, you know, when we were younger, they had Officer Friendly yep. come to our schools and stuff. And yep. it was to, you know, oh, well, police officers are good, good people. And, yeah. you know, and, and then for mothers to have to have conversations with their sons now about, what you should do if you're pulled over by the police put your put both of your hands on the steering wheel like you know yeah. make sure you know drive with your wallet sitting you know over here or something like that so you don't ever have to you know and i mean it's just it's it's just a different kind of day it is it's a different kind of day yeah my my best advice would be most definitely keep your hands on the steering wheel and always drive and make sure that your uh, your driver's license and your registration is right here on your in your visor up there. Hands on your wheel. They ask you whatever they ask you, and you can just reach up here because there, there's no way I can have a gun up here. There's no way. Right. There's no way I can keep a weapon up here. Here, they're together. Boom. You know what I mean? And that keeps you from any harm. But sadly, it's crazy we even have to have these types of conversations. But you have to. <laughs> you have to. Sorry, Glad my phone did. It happens to the best of us. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with uh, Liz. Um, I ain't good at keeping my registration. I don't even have the registration to my car right now. I'm on bad plates. And well, my plates ain't bad. I pay. Let me say. Let me clarify. I paid for my plates back in in April. My plates came, and I misplaced them. But don't tell the police that because when they pull me over, I'm telling them I don't know what happened to them. They never came. I paid for them, and they never came. And so when I went to the branch to get me, because all I need is the sticker, 
and they told me seventy five dollars, and I feel like my plate's gonna be like three hundred dollars next year. I could just wait it out. Is how I see it. They told me mine was four sixty, four sixty three. I think mine was like that last year, but I figured it'd just go down. Almost a hundred dollars every year. Yeah. Mine's is eighty seven dollars. <laughs> but that's for my Altima. The Altima's down in front of the house. I've been car uh, for over ten years. So that's why that one is. Now the tracks is a different story. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so I try to do everything else right. Because I already know my plates. But when they run it, and then they see that my plates are good. They just don't do anything else. I'm glad Tish has her nails done. I want to point that out. But let's get into this Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I know I don't speak out a lot on Facebook about, like, the rioting. Did y'all recover that? Did I miss that little piece? I thought no. you were talking about police. Okay. So, um, what bothers me about the Black Lives Matter movement is that Everybody will be on Facebook having something to say, but ain't nobody in the streets. Ain't nobody doing. If I knew that there was a very effective way to get the point across, I would be out there doing it. But I feel like me shouting on Facebook don't do nothing. Me arguing with politics or people under Fox 59's channel doesn't do anything. None of that stuff does anything about the movement or about making people safer. Can I sign a petition? Can I, I mean, things that are actually happening. We all out here yelling Black Lives Matters, but nobody's out here actually doing anything to make Black Lives Matter or knowing what there is to do. So, so that's the part that annoys me. I And I, I was saying to Raybud earlier, um, you will not ever, I can pretty probably sure say ever, see me at a rally you won't see me protesting you will not see me you know arguing with anybody about this but what i will do is i will mentor the next young adult and try to instill different things in their lives to hopefully one day keep them out of the system. At one point when all the rioting and stuff was going on, I felt like I was kind of lost because I was just like, well, I'm not bold enough to go out and get smacked with no tear gas. Sorry, not going to do it. I'm not, I don't love my country enough to go to war. You know, that kind of stuff where people, okay, I'm going to sign up for the military because I love my country, not me. I don't want to go anywhere and fight for something that I just feel like I'm just out here. And when I leave tomorrow, it's still going to be the same. So I'm not good ready to do it. But I needed to find a way that I could actually feel like I'm actually putting in some type of something to where it's like, okay, well, I'm helping to change a life. Might not, I might not even touch the person that did get killed this past week. That might not, that wasn't my assignment. That wasn't, you know, what I was supposed to do to help this, you know, to help this, you know, life matter. But 
I am trying to do what I can do to the ones that I'm assigned to. So yeah. that's yeah. just kind of how I look at it. Um, I all these people that's on Facebook yapping and yelling and you know, like there are true people that are called to activism. That's what they do. They love it. I mean, they'll go, they'll get maced in the face and be back out there again tomorrow. Oh, bring it on. Not me. Sorry. Like, no. Um, and I, I mean, if that's what they do, that's what they do. Wonderful. There are some frontline people. When it comes to that, I'm just not it. So, I don't really believe in the marching aspect of it. I don't believe in the rioting aspect of it. And the reason I don't is because we've been marching since the 50s and 60s, just, just walking and walking and walking and just tearing stuff up and walking again and walking again and breaking stuff along the way and walking sad. again. Like all of this. And we still in the same position. Boom, here we are, still walking and walking and walking. And that's why Jordan and all these people making tennis shoes gonna keep making money because these Negroes, they gonna keep walking. These Negroes are gonna <laughs> keep walking. They're gonna keep marching, they're gonna keep doing the same stuff. They're not ever gonna get to a point where they say, you know what? We realize that as black people, we have the highest spending power. Yeah. So why not use it? What I think we should probably do is we have a lot of people who took out loans and started their own business. Restaurants. Okay. So what we should do is every Friday we're going to go and we're going to start buying black-owned business food. We're not going to go to any restaurant mainstream restaurant we're not going to go to any grocery store walmart dead we're not going anywhere we're not going to spend our money with you guys all our drug dealers that want to keep locking up they got thousands of dollars you know who are they about to spend with they better go right over here to public house they about to buy everything over there oh don't worry black, they do because it's a black restaurant mm -hmm. instead of going over here to white castle and all these places and they keep doing this and doing this walmart's losing money you know what Walmart gonna start doing? They're gonna start putting black people in their commercials. Come on down, guys. Come on. Nah, we cool. Every Friday, we send the money over here with this black business. Every Monday, okay, since we don't go, we gonna eat here, eat at these restaurants every Friday. Okay, now every Monday, we're gonna start only going to uh, black-owned grocery stores. Because mm -hmm. it's a, quite a few of them if we actually paid attention. We'll go to black owned grocery stores and we'll but hold on, hold on. But ain't you saying that? Hold on, hold on. I mean, I hold on. I totally agree with everything that you're saying. However, mm -hmm. the only pinch to that is you know that there are some McDonald's that are owned by blacks. I feel you, but they're not particularly owned by them because McDonald's is not owned. It's a franchise. Okay. So even though we may think that it's owned by them, it's not technically owned by them. Like public house is owned by a black person. Mm -hmm. Whereas, well, if that's the case, think about funeral homes. Uh, Williams and Blewett, all of them people are not owned by black people. The only people exactly. that are still black is Stewart. Exactly. That's Sproul what is who? The new one, Sproul. 
Oh, yeah. Sprouties. Those are the two, only two Black-owned funeral homes. How yeah. about we need to know that? But that's what I'm saying. If we had more meetings like this and we were able to get Black people to understand, baby girl, you are wasting so much time going down there and marching and sweating and stinking. And the white people already know y'all coming. They boarded up the windows. They know y'all coming. They boarded up the windows, but they also tore crap up too. Yeah. And tried to make it seem like it was, you know, Black Lives Matter. Or yeah. you know, there was a lot of them down there. They had them on tape. They was down there. The Caucasians right here in Indianapolis was down there breaking in buildings. Right. The barbershop is downtown. It's right next to uh, Michael's Soul Food Kitchen. Oh, you fan. Right next door. My barbershop, my homie barbershop got tore up the whole front window. Of course, you know, Michael's got tore up too. Like, right. They tore all that up. And these are two black-owned businesses. So, again, it's it's baffling to me that we would much rather go march and do all of this. The police are the biggest gang on earth. They are going to always be prepared for us to march and tear some stuff up. They don't care because you know why? All we can do now is walk out to the jail down here, fill these jails up. We're not tripping. We'll keep y'all for a day or two because we'll get paid for y'all. We got to feed y'all and we're going to get paid. Don't get me two days. Yeah, and we will get paid for y'all compared to, you know what? Why ain't nobody Kitchen down here? Can go real quick. Oh, I'm cold. Nobody marching. They're going to all are you out. But we realize that. Uh, Walmart stock went down. When you start dealing with white people's money, mm -hmm. now they will start talking to you. That's what mm -hmm. they care about. <laughs> I mean, they don't care about nothing else. You tear with mess with their money. <laughs> if we could do that as quick as we are to cancel somebody, as Man. far as you, you know, like we're always, oh, we gonna cancel this person. And literally, we don't listen to them no more. Cancel them completely. But if you okay, so the 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 group Black Dollar, that's you know as it's helpful, but it's also you know what I mean. And it's like if that that it's was the a two sided sword. Sure is. That was a step to say okay promote your black business so that other black people can you know support you and support you and stuff like that but we don't even like okay let's band together and let's not shop here you got people shh, i'm gonna do it anyway you know but i mean that's just us for whatever reason we will not just be like okay for a whole day or for a whole week we're not gonna do this yeah we just won't do it that is our problem but if you get online and say hey let's all of us go downtown because they was doing it for the march let's all go downtown and uh woo, woo, woo. it's gonna be hundreds of people down there they're gonna show up that word is gonna get spread they're gonna all be there it was so many black people downtown for them for the marches they was downtown in, in record numbers but if you didn't show up to the polls come on man but then again if you ask them to do something like what you're talking about you're not going to get everybody to do that but then people will wonder why we're going to have to keep marching because george floyd would not be the last black man to get killed by the police 
Mikhail Rose would not be the last black dude to get killed by the police. Dreshawn would not be the last black dude to get killed by the police. Mm -hmm. This will continue to happen because all we will do is march. If I'm a fighter and I already know my opponent is a left-hander and all he's going to do is swing left, I'm going to be prepared for him. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with us. If I'm the police, I know these niggas is mad. You know what they're going to do? They're going to go down here and march. March. You know what we're going to do? All right, uh, Richard, uh, get your team, man. Uh, you know what to do, man. Get your tear gas, man. Uh, you know, take on, go on down there and stand with them, man. Uh, all know. right, man. We already and know. I'm we know what sure, they're going to do. I'm pretty sure they prepare, you know, when there are events. They have those, you know, morning huddles like you have. And it's like, okay, well, we got other black sex sports this weekend. It's one of our weekend. top sellers. Or we got, you know, we got, I can't even say black expo. Or we got this coming in this weekend. Um, we need to make sure that, you know, we got enough space and we got more bunks and we got more, as you said, as you call them, boats and stuff out because we already know what kind of weekend this happens, you know, what happens on these Classic. weekends. It's classic coming up. Right. But you know, we did have Black Expo this year, though, right? We did have it. Yeah, but it wasn't the same when they did that on purpose. They, they put it way out. Downtown. Yes, they yeah. did it on purpose. On purpose. Mm -hmm. A black guy wrote a new special, in the, and he was in the paper. And he said something that was very obvious, but a lot of people don't think about. Did you ever wonder why they move a lot of the prisons out in the middle of nowhere where it's surrounded in small hick towns? Because ain't nobody going to go out there. If they ever decide to exterminate everybody in the prison, there is going to take you three hours at least to get to any prison to figure out anything that's going on with your loved one. There is nobody around them within the five to ten mile radius that will care about the person inside of the prison. There is no prison here in no big city. They're all on the outskirts. Jails. Yeah, Miami's different. only 45 minutes away. Yeah, but that's just from you. Everybody that it won't be 45 minutes away from them. And everybody's yeah, not gonna drive. Now he's three hours. Yeah, everybody's not gonna drive 45 minutes to see anybody anyway. Compared to going downtown, that's different. But everybody's not going to drive that 45 minutes to see. I got a cousin just got moved to uh, Terre Haute uh, in the Fed joint there. And it's like everybody, everybody's not going to get that type of movement. But they move you into the middle of these hick towns because they figure no one will care about you. Mm -hmm. So that is why they do that. And they want to give them all the jobs. Uh, yeah. I mean, because if that's a small hick town, I mean, that's where that town is going to invest their money at because towns invest in stocks, too. Prison is a very big stock. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were for years that Michael Jordan was investing in stocks, and that was a lie. <laughs> there was a whole white guy named Michael Jordan who was the one investing in stocks. It was not the basketball player. But for years, they had us thinking that if we bought Michael Jordan's shoes, he was investing the money in prison systems and he wasn't. But that is what they want us to believe. Um, again, like y'all was saying about the marches, I, I truly do believe that it doesn't get us nowhere. I do believe money is power in this country that we live in because this country is a business. Money is power. So 
we have a lot of power because even the broke people got money you hear me we got if we even if you look at your family your family might look at each other and be like man i ain't got no money i'm i'm poor i ain't got it but if all y'all get together and be like hey we we know if we put our money together we need to get such and such y'all yep. all come up with a large sum of money that is yep. the fear that I is don't. the fear they will much rather keep y'all like this than to keep y'all like this because when everybody come together and start realizing you know what I might only got a hundred dollars, but I know if five of us put a hundred dollars together, we can invest in this. We but see, this. This, is why, this is why it's important to learn about even at our age right now, right? generational wealth. Yeah. So that we can set our children up to win. For when they're born, or you know, they're already like the like the white they're already coming into something and then all they have to do is build on what they are what you know but a lot of us we don't really have any any, i mean we have what we make you know from time to time and what we save but we are not coming into any kind of money we're not being taught for real for real how the white people save up their money and how they get these you know index accounts and all this other stuff like we're not taught that unless yeah. we go in out the information yeah. so I don't, i'm not going to say that none of us are taught that because that's that's not true my family no, has, I say, i'm saying the whole as a, as a, gen- as a, as a unit. yes yeah. no, I'm like but they can't teach something they don't know either and that's what i'm saying like mm-hmm. it's important for us to find that out so that we can prepare our generation and then they can prepare theirs correct i mean i think but that actually, it was national. a good way to do that too but they we need to implement something in the school system because oh, they're not going to do that that that's uh, that's gonna make them too smart no, yeah that's out of the question that, like which i i thought that was dumb that we had a what, whole class day? how to write checks oh like yeah they do teach you that money like but you didn't give me anything to tell me how to save it yeah because that's not the important thing because even them caucasian people are not saving money a lot of Uh them have really got to a point where it's generational wealth like we talked about a lot of them and embezzling wealth started from somebody owning i don't know if y'all familiar with something called five dollar indian you look it up five dollar indians it it started years ago well basically you know indian reservations they don't have to pay taxes Mm -hmm. so what a lot of caucasian people did years ago was they paid five dollars to get their names put down as indians so now you have a lot of caucasian people i worked with one and the lady said that she was part indian she wasn't but that's what she said and that's why i learned i looked it up and that's where that comes from and a lot of them will end up owning land that's why a lot of them are big and farming all of that they have this land because they legit their family don't have to pay taxes or anything on that land because they were indians (laughs) they were saying they were indians so they own land legit own land and then if a lot of us were to actually look up our for real family heritage, you would probably find out your family owns land that you don't even know about. 
But a lot of us do not do that. And then they know we're not going to do that research because it may take some money for you to actually find out who your ancestors are, for you to honestly find out you may own some land in the state somewhere, some whole other state. And there's a whole Caucasian family that's living there and they don't build a business and it's a million dollar business on your land. Whereas you, if, where if you actually went to court and proved that this was your land, everything on that land would now belong to you. But they know yeah, we're not going to do that work because we can't even come together with simple stuff. We can't even march right. We can't even march right. <laughs> it be people all on the sidewalks and all on the grass. Man, okay, be behind the banner. Be within the banner perimeters. It's always somebody saying they don't want to listen to somebody. You know, everybody wants to be the boss. Mm -hmm. We can't get one. Let's person go to the governor's this. house. That's what they did. Remember that? Yeah, they I remember that. House. Come on, man. Just dumb. Just dumb. out there. Dumb. You need to come out. He's not gonna come that out. That man ain't coming outside to talk to y'all. What to say what? Y'all get y'all get away from this man's house but they start shooting at y'all. Get away from this man's house. I'm not gonna lie. I did not. The only Drayshawn Reed, he um I knew his sister and I, I did go out there to support them. I did the very first one the day after he passed away, and they were down there and they were talking and had, had that day I went. After that. It's too many people. When it's too many crowds of teenagers or people, period, that it gives me I'm like, it, it gives me anxiety. If I have to think twice about going a place now, I'm like, yeah. oh no, I ain't gonna make it. Because Dumb it stuff. is so it's so dangerous. I'm not just scared of police, I'm scared of my neighbors. I'm scared yeah. of other black people and what they may do and how they're feeling froggy or I don't look sideways or not that I, I'm not ready for my own little fight if it has to come to me. But um, I try to prevent those things. Like, I got other things to do. I have things to lose. And that's yeah. how I think. When you have things to lose, you think a little different. You move a little different. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that so that that type of protest for me. But get me, get me to sign something. Get me something in writing that I can I can. No, it was wild. A lot of these petitions. To. These you know petitions are not even doing anything. That's These what I'm saying. Are not, you're, you're signing a piece of paper and it's it's not going nowhere. That's why, I, if we can honestly get people, and that's why I said when I brought up the land only thing, if I'm a white person and I'm a wealthy white person and I own a black person's land and I look and I'm paying attention and I see stuff going on, but I see I'm looking at the black people and they can't come together to agree on nothing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. They, they not only can they not agree on nothing, they killing each other too on top of it. So pretty soon, I don't have to worry about nothing. Know why? Because the person who owns this land going to end up getting killed anyway. He's going to go to jail anyway. That's my thought on it. Why, why would I even mm -hmm. care? They, they, they mm -hmm. can't even come together. Mm -hmm. Can't do can't right. Or nothing. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't have no worries. Even though I know my family stole this land, I have no worries because these people are not even intelligent enough to even come together like we did. Right. That's what and that's what did. you said, too. Other races have kept their money in their... Um, come on, man. Yeah, in their community. If you look at the Asians, the Asians did something that is so smart. The Asians started putting all these little Chinese shops 
smack yep. dab in the middle of everybody's hood. Yep. And they selling y'all wigs. They selling y'all weave. They selling you like hair this products. Color? You like this yeah. color? Come on, man. They are making millions of dollars and keeping it in their community. They not doing nothing for black people with that money. And they all live together. Come on, man. They oh, I can't all... live with my people. We can't get along enough. Some they, people they... doing nails. Nails Winning. Yep. Them Hispanics, they come here, they buy one one-bedroom apartment. There's four people in there. They pay $500 a month for rent. You are a tail. You are a tail. They buy that one-bedroom. It's like nine of them. Don't anyway, you dare go. lie about some folks. If there's nine of them in that one place, they splitting that rent. And then they're going to say, me? you know what? The uh, Now, Maria, you know what we about to do? Maria, we about to get you a house. So we all going to get Maria a house. Okay, wine you next. Before you know it, all nine of them got a house. All nine of them got a car. The house that they was living in at first, they owned it. They renting it out now. Now, Juan know how to work on houses. So now they all got a house. That's what they do. All their money is keeping in. So Juan cousin, they bring him over here from Mexico. Maria nephew, they bring him over here. And they gonna we all gonna start a construction company. We're gonna have Juan little cousin help build roofs and stuff. They're gonna come on, man. That's what they do. Lance you don't see Nan, no brother on their team. It's a big truck of Mexicans. And they working on houses together. We're not going to call them Mexicans. We're going to call them Hispanics. Well, they all working on a house together. They put a roof up in 10 minutes. I, and this is no lie. And I'm going to tell y'all, my aunt, uncle and them, they're redoing um, their house like they do every year. Y'all just saw me in Casa de la Chandler earlier. Hmm. And um, they got new floorings. When, and, this is, and this is where we be messing up. Because of the when you drive up to my aunt and uncle in them house, they um it's nice cars outside, the house looks beautiful. So, you know, people already got it in their head that they're gonna charge an arm and a leg. So they went for an African American uh contractor. They said five thousand dollars for to put down the floors. Now, mind you, my aunt and uncle them did all the demolition already. Every the floors are up. All you gotta do is put the floors down. They done bought all the materials. Only thing you had to do was actually put the floors down. Everything Later. else was done for you. They, they quoted them $5,000. <laughs> do you know Javier and them? Oh, that was so rude. But that's probably what they <laughs> named. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, Juan, Mar Mario, um, and the, the rest of the Rodriguez's came over. Hey, came over and laid that floor down. They started at nine and they was done by five o'clock. They did all of my, the family room, the living room, the dining room, the formal dining room, the kitchen, move stove. They even swept the floor, put all the furniture back, the stove and everything back after the floor. I was just like, guess how much they wanted? Probably 2000 1200 <laughs> I said, uncle, they want their money in cash. <laughs> exactly. They want their bread. Cash. I'm trying to write them no check. Get them their money in None. cash. They ain't going they to nobody that up right now. Give them it in cash. And that that reason money. right there, and it was four five. It was probably about four of them. It was probably about yeah. four. But you know how much money that is for them in a day's work? That's good money. Mm. And that's that's their business, but that's how they get down. So now we all got some money. That's mm -hmm. what we but we don't think like that. We don't have the mindset to think like that. Because you see what you see what you said what we did to the brother. Nah, man, we need five thousand, man. You mm -hmm. want five thousand, and I know you ain't gonna sweep nothing. 
Oh, you told us we just need to put the floor down, brother. You didn't say move nothing back. You didn't say sweep. Y'all can do that yourself. Right. We weren't expecting none of that. But, oh, but man, yeah, so. 5000 to put the floor down? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous, man. But that is how oh, we and then I, No, go ahead. That's how then we I kinda, Go ahead. Yeah, they do do each other like that. And then I kind of missed out on the police brutality, so we got to go back real quick. Because we got to talk about my little quick experience of police brutality. It be, for me, my disrespect and my bothersome comes with the officers. It's always one that is extremely cool. And then it always got to be that other one that feel like he got a point to prove. Yeah, because he really do got a point to prove. I'm like, you ain't got to. I'm talking to him. I'm talking to him. I'm not even talking to you. Excuse yourself back to your cruiser. I've been talking to him right here. Me and him been talking. Why you even have to come up? Yeah. And so that that be my thing. It's always with police. It's always somebody that gotta prove themselves. So you know, I already start off bad. Yeah. So you it's might always go, go ahead, take me to jail because I'm 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 calling you every name in the book. I'm getting real. Unless my son's in the car, I'm real ignorant. Yeah. And that's the problem because yeah. I'm gonna be real ignorant because oh. I already know. I had that experience where the cop put me in the front car. And he tried to have a conversation with me. He got mad because I wouldn't say nothing to him. He's asking me dumb questions like, what's my name? Brother, you got my ID. Why are you asking me what my name is? Yeah, and that's how I be. The what, what, it, wanna come. What, it, what are you doing out here? You already know what I was doing out here because I called the girl from Anderson to come get me. You, you know what I'm doing out here. I'm not answering none of his questions because all his questions is just dumbass questions. So he got mad. Also, so you're not going to talk, huh? This is what you guys do. You guys don't talk to the police, huh? That's fine. That's fine. You're going to jail anyway. Duh. Ain't that where we going? Again, right. why are you talking to me, man? I know we're going to jail. You're not taking me home. <laughs> right. So now I'm just going to talk crazy. If I'm going to talk, I'm going to talk crazy. Yeah, there's me. nothing to talk about, brother. Let's go to this jail, just take man. take me to jail. I'm right, tired. I'm tired. It's, like out, it's cold in there. Come on, we went to Noblesville Jail too. Come on, it's like a lay down, man. I know y'all got real nice beds up here. Come on, man. Right, I'm not talking to you over a traffic and make violation. sure all my property end up in that bag too. I'm watching you. They were so mad because the girl they called the girl. I told y'all the story once, but the you know, they ended up calling the girl from my phone. The police did. And told the girl not to come pick me up and she was already on her way because i had a situation like that the first cop yeah she get down here in 15 minutes we'll have her drive your car you go ahead and go about your business man we just need a license drive cool the second cop now nah. if she can't get here in 10 minutes we're gonna have the tow truck coming gonna tow your car you're going to jail here's the one who took my phone and called her and told her not to come himself they can't do that, but he did that and tried to talk to me the whole ride. Nigga, I don't want to talk to you. We get up right. there. She showed up to get me out. Oh, it made them mad, too, because she looked Caucasian. She was mixed. She looked Caucasian. She was up there. Yeah, can I get Nicholas Smart now? <laughs> oh, you gonna say your government? Oh, oh, oh. What? And she showed up up there with orange juice and donuts. Man, <laughs> man, they was mad. <laughs> they was so bad to come get me out. I thought you were about to keep me. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, crazy. crazy, boy. <laughs> that That's girl my mom and them too. They came all the way to Boone County to get me. I, 
That's why y'all been prolonging my court date. Y'all thought, yeah, I thought y'all had one. Oh no, my Dude. people's coming. Nah. <laughs> my people are coming. News they was sir. like, uh, I can hear them. Where in Boone County, everybody's like closed in right there together. So you can hear the calls that come to the actual jail because it wasn't that big. Mm-hmm. And they would steady be calling. They'd be like, what's the person's name? Chandler? Okay. Um, She hasn't had a court date yet. As soon as she goes to court, you guys can bail her out. You can't bail her out before. <laughs> yeah, because they try to prolong that court they date. Get me. Yeah, that way if they keep you in there. Yeah. You know, yeah. They but, thought when nobody gonna come. Now nah, my people yeah. coming. Yeah. And I want my car. I didn't I done went off on the tow truck, people too. Give me my car. Give me everything. Um, oh, they made me so mad with that. See, they knew I didn't have no license at the time I was messed up. So they told my car, and they like, Yeah, you can't get your car out unless you got a license. You're all right. So I went up there to the tow place. These is rednecks, you feel me? And they're they not racist. Rednecks are not racist white people. They, they're not. They just country. So mm-hmm. I went to him and I told him about my car. He's like, all right, man, just, you know, give us the money for the tow. I said, cool. He said, all right. You said you're going to license, right? I said, no. Nah. He said, uh, you know somebody still over in that neighborhood across the street? I said, no. Nah. He said, do you know somebody, you know somebody that's living across, across the street? I said, yeah, yeah, I do. He said, okay, well, we'll hook your car up to the tow truck. We'll tow it off our lot across the street. You do know somebody over there, right? I said, yeah. He said, cool. We'll drop your car off over there in front of the person's house that you know. It's off our hands. It's on you. I said, oh, cool. Come on, man. Let's go to my friend. And they dropped my car off at this. It was a house in addition across the street where the tow place was. They dropped my car off over there in front of somebody's house. Dude shook my hand, he drove off. Cool. That's how I got my car back. That's how I got my car back, man. <laughs> like he could have been, he could have been rude about it, but he was cool. Like I didn't y'all catch look on cute the first. today. I'm extra glossy. I'm loving my natural right now today, y'all. You yeah, no, y'all never get to see my hair because I'm always in braids. Yeah, you thought you needed a hat, man. That's what right. That's what you said yesterday. You was like, put a hat on. Well, that's because you said your hair wasn't looking right. So I'm just trying to be, be respect- okay. All right, Brittany. All right. Yeah. Okay. You. All right. Well. Yeah. Time to go. <laughs> Y'all some haters. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go. All right. It's been yeah. some haters. Yeah. Yeah, I I'm trying to find me somebody. Okay. Let him find me. Let him find me. No, I'm just Uh, saying. Thank y'all so much for tuning (laughs) in to another episode of episode 29 of the British Chronicles with your girl Britt and Tish and Uh, for another episode. Thank y'all so much. Tune in next week. Remember us as a community, we need to stick together. We need to do better. Even Ray and I would talking crazy to the police we all need to do better so tomorrow will be better for our children start creating generational wealth we got to start thinking about our future the future of our kids the future of our cousins because one day we're gonna be old like the old people that are already in our lives did i say that right yeah so we love y'all thanks for tuning in we will see y'all back here next week episode 30 is gonna be a good one i don't know what it's gonna be a rap about but we're gonna, gonna, we gonna have another right. good one we're gonna have a good one all right good night all right